Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Line drive, left center field, Herrera on the run, ain't gonna get it, nobody's gonna get it, that is a grand slam for Nick Castellano! Hey, this is John Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for Late Night Reds Talk. What is going on, everybody? It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's Late Night Reds Talk. We are here as the Reds are in a rain delay against the San Diego Padres, who I can't wait to kick out of town. No offense, Carlos. I cannot wait to never see the Padres ever again, hopefully, because it's just not fun as a Reds fan. Uh, We're excited for this show as Joey Votto tonight has had his 1,000th career RBI, and once again, people are fighting about his contract. But let's be positive, folks. Let's have a good time. I'm Tim Daniel. My three-man rotation, as always, myself, Nicholas Kirby. What's going on? How are you, man? Uh, just uh, just living the grind here, the Reds baseball grind. I, I feel you. I feel you. As always, former big league picture, uh, former Padre and Red, so this is um, – Watching his kids go against each other, basically. Carlos Guevara, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? How are y'all? Good. Are you just still hoping everyone's having fun? I just hope everybody stays healthy and has a good time out there. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. And really excited for our guest this week. If you check out Red's Content Plus, uh, he is a big-time writer there. This is Matt Wilkes, who we found out right before we got on there, just moved to Chicago, Illinois, so went to Cubs country. So, Matt, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. I'm in hostile territory now, so gotta get used to that. Can't uh, can't wear my Reds gear quite as much, but you got you got to flaunt it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So are you like more like are you more North Side? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of okay. right in the right in the heart of North Side. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So my aunt used to live there, so I used to like visit Lincoln Park all the time. So not the band for those who don't know Chicago area, but. Yeah, yeah. So I'm maybe a 15 minute walk from Lincoln Park. So. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, man, we're excited to have you on. Uh, I know we want to kind of touch on a lot of news with the Reds and everything going on. Um, Obviously, like we mentioned, they're currently in a bit of a rain delay with the Padres. So we're keeping an eye on our phones to see when they'll come back on to play. But guys, um, another crazy week of Reds baseball where, you know, you win one, you lose one, you win one, you lose one. Um, But we've had some moments, obviously, Nick Castellanos in in the Phillies game for that makeup, hits a grand slam, has a homer tonight. Joey Votto has a solo shot tonight for RBI 1000. Um, you know, you got 
a decent series with the Braves where once again, you win one, you lose one, you win one, you lose one, which has been an ongoing theme for this team. So in your guys' eyes, why can't this team put a win streak together or a losing streak together? Why is it one or the other right now? Um, I mean, that's the, the million dollar question. I mean, you know, some of it's the bullpen, some of it's just, you know, baseball. Um, I mean, if the Reds were at full strength, probably, you know, this team was probably at best at a high eighties win team. So they're probably gonna most nights win every other game. So, I mean, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, they're hanging around, um, you know, we'll just have to see how the season plays out. It's, it's going to be a weird second half. There's going to be a lot of injuries. We're seeing it all over baseball. So, you know, if you keep hanging around, you're going to give yourself a chance this year, I think. So we'll just have to kind of, I guess, you know, see how, how things play out. Yeah, they're just in a, just a, like Nick said, they're just in the middle of a baseball season. That's the way it goes. <laughs> lose six, you win six, you lose eight, you win eight. Like it's just up and down roller coaster. You just got to weather the storm and be there in, you know, August and late August and September. Yeah, I think uh, like Nick said, obviously the bullpen's a big thing. And Matt, I'm sure over at uh, at the Reds Content Plus, I'm sure you guys just have an insurmountable amount of uh, bullpen articles going. Do you guys discuss right? We've we've tried to avoid talking about it. It's <laughs> it's too painful. But yeah, we we have a few. Uh, and it's, it's just like being a dead horse. Um, you know, Bob won't spin on the bullpen. Tired of writing about that. Um, so it's, it's, it's just kind of gotten old at this point. We all know the bullpen's bad. We all know the problems. Um, it's just going to be on the, on the front office to go out and actually do something to fix it. And it, it's no guarantee that any trade is going to be the, be the magic bullet. But um, it's like Nick Crawl said, when you're running out, waiver claims uh you're gonna win some gonna lose some and the reds have lost most of them in the bullpen i feel like that is the quote of the year like that should just be like on a wall somewhere (laughs) that's not the quote of the year you want (laughs) i agree with you completely agree with you but it seems like it's like anytime like um you know like you know, Ashton Godot comes in and like gives up like a double. You see people like quote that and like write that tweet out and quote it and retweet it again. It's like, uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I feel in a way it's kind of like uh, brought like Reds Nation back together again. Like, you know, <laughs> the Brennan men spent so much time dividing everybody. You know, now everybody's all back together. Like, yes, our bullpen. Yes, they suck. Yeah, 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 they suck. Damn it. <laughs> like we're all in pain together. Uh, yeah, there's that, and then there's like any time, like anybody, just anyone, they're like, can that guy play shortstop? <laughs> you know, like Alejo Lopez comes up, it's like, can you play shortstop? I'm like, if I remember correctly, looking at his numbers, I think he had like 70 innings at shortstop his whole time in the minors. It wasn't much, and none of them were in 2021. <laughs> yeah, right. Not a single one. Not not even, not not one. Not not a you know. And in the minor leagues, a lot of times these guys end up playing a weird position just because of, you know, weird things that happen. Right. I write Carlos, like don't guys yeah. end up at positions for an inning or two, just, you know, because they're especially trying to, like, especially like in his case, if they thought it was, you know, an idea, they would have given him innings at shortstop in triple a like, but I mean, that'll tell you right away. That's, I mean, that's not an option. He didn't get any there. So it's not an option. And, and I know that's that's like kind of the 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 hot topic is 
Like I, I, the Reds need a better shortstop than Kyle Farmer, but I, I don't think they just need to throw someone out there. Right. It's, it's not, that's not what is really like holding this team back. You know, what's holding them back is not scoring runs. What's holding them back is run prevention. So if you put in a shortstop that is going to be a bad defensive player, that's going to hurt your run prevention. The biggest problem that we had, I, I, I honestly, I fully believe a lot of Luis Castillo's problems early in the year was the bad shortstop defense from Suarez. You saw it on opening day. It happened several other times. And, you know, those kind of things snowball when you already have a small margin of error with your pitching staff, you just, you can't add it for what at best a marginal, you know, improvement, you know, either get a real shortstop or just keep running Kyle Farmer out there every day. He'll, be an average defensive shortstop and it, it at least not hurt you there. Yeah, Matt, what, what, are you, what is your take on that? What, you know, we heard a kind of discussion in regards to the shortstop debacle as well. Yeah, I think I would echo kind of what Nick said. I think, you know, if, if Gino was, was hitting, I think he could overlook the defense a little bit, um, but he's not. And the defense has been worse than the offense, which has been bad. So, um, I think, yeah, Kyle Farmer's your best option right now. He's going to at least play solid defense, maybe slightly above average. Um, and that's going to be better than the alternative. He's hitting about as well as Eugenio Suarez is this year, which is which is sad to see. Um, I know we all love Gino, but um, I don't think he's an option at shortstop moving forward. Does that mean the Reds won't play him there again when Moustakas comes back? Probably not, but... Uh, I think Kyle Farmer is your best bet in, unless a trade is made or, or Jose Barrero comes up. Yeah. He got called up to Louisville. And then there's obviously also the, the Nick Senzel debacle of, you know, he's played multiple positions. Now does he just kind of become like ultra utility man when he comes back to, is that the thought process we all have? Yeah. I feel like they're just going to find them games to play every, yeah. anywhere from second to I don't know how much third he'll play in the outfield. Like, I don't think he's going to be a high priority to get into games when he gets back. Yeah, but, especially the way like India's doing, how well India's doing, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he probably draws some, some center field starts against lefties. Um, against righties, it's going to be hard to get him in the lineup with everyone healthy, unless Tyler Naquin just stops hitting. Don't 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 say that around Nick. Sorry, Nick. I think it's, I mean, I think Tyler Naquin also has a, a really bad track record with injuries, um, as does no one wants to hear it, as does Jesse Winker. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'd worry about where Nixon Zell is going to play when he comes back. There'll probably be somewhere for him to play. Um, when Mustakas comes back, there'll probably be somewhere for him to play, even if Kyle Farmer's playing shortstop. I just, you know, there's, there's going to be so many injuries this year. I, I, I think we're just, scratching the surface on it and um i don't think it could be either it could really tank the red season or it could save the red season if it if it happens to to other teams as you look at a team like the brewers right now um they look incredible um but they have just kind of come across a really really cake schedule um their run differentials not super high but, you know, there may be a, a, you know, one key injury away from one of their top starters or relievers from, you know, things kind of, you know, falling back to them too. So it's going to be one of those, I think, wait and see seasons and um, 
whoever has the, the fewest injuries might be the team that, that ends up on top. That's the story of the NBA this year. Yeah. Yeah, the Suns are about to go to the finals, and it's like, you know, I think also kind of you know, it makes you appreciate a team like, you know, Nick, where you live, like the Indians. Right now they're down Plezak and Bieber. They're three games out of first in the AL Central. Like they've weathered this storm. They figured out how to win with all this. Like pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I can't say that I've, I've watched them a ton this year, but um, um, but yeah, there's a lot of fluky uh, records, like the Twins' record being so terrible. Like, you know, we all thought they would be a competitive team, and um the Braves you know we just saw the Braves you know I mean no they've been really really decimated with injuries but that's just kind of one of those teams that you know they've just they've had everything go wrong so yeah Yeah. been a weird season in baseball and I think it's gonna get weirder (laughs) I think you're right so yeah we're about to be a game this is game 80 of the year in the 79 for the Red Star they're 39 39 going to tonight so this let's see this Cubs series all past the halfway mark so you know like you said they're hanging in there they're only about they're seven, they're seven and a half out at the moment, but they also haven't completed this game. So um, basically probably what's going on there is just, you know, figuring that out. But uh, let's kind of move forward real quick. Let's talk about the other things. I know everyone's talking about and excited. Um, so we now know that uh, tomorrow is the All-Star Selection Show and the Reds are still have two of the top three voters in the All-Star Green for National League Outfield and Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos. So... I think, you know, the speculation here is kind of, it still feels like that those two are going to make it. Uh, I do laugh at all the articles that are coming out where people are like, do we really need two reds starting and everyone just going hell, going haywire on them? I love that shit. Keep doing it, Threads fans. Keep doing it. Give um, us this. Come on, just give yeah, us this. Like Exactly. So at this point, you know, I don't know if I want to go the route of like, do you think it's going to happen? Because I think at this point, it feels like it's just about set unless someone makes some crazy run tomorrow, like Mookie Betts or something, but you know, because apparently he needs to be starting in the Oscar game, according to said article. Um, but you know, your guys' thoughts there, the three of you, um, you know, about the Reds potentially having two starters, not just in the outfield, but two starters in general in the Oscar game. Pretty cool. What's not cool though, is those God terrible jerseys. They're really bad. Those just so bad. Bring us back to where we there were a regular uniform, because that's the best thing about the baseball Oscar game compared to everybody else. Yeah, I don't really care what the batting practice jerseys look like. Those are always yeah. look awful. But right, why, why would you not have them wear their normal jerseys? Just one of the, like you said, it's one of the awesome things of the All-Star game is, you know, so many times for us, it was our one guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think the Reds have actually been pretty fortunate with how many selections they've had. They had some really bad years where they had like three or four guys, 2015. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. 2011 Scott Rowland was like the seventh alternate and ended up starting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't, I don't get that. I, I hope, I hope that was just a, a ploy to sell bad jerseys in the old, the old cave. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I think it'd be awesome to have two starters. I mean, I think that's just, um, that's just such a, a cool thing. You know, it's not something, especially two starters in the outfield. Like it's not like yeah. it's a third baseman and a catcher or something like, you know, these are like, two of the, the three, you know, starting outfielders and, um, you know, outfielders right now, you know, like with, with Soda and Acuna, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good outfielders. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, 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 go ahead, Matt. Yeah. I, I was just, just going to say, I mean, it's cool. I can't remember the last time 
two outfielders from any team have started um, in the All-Star game. I'm sure it's probably happened recently, and I just can't remember. But um, And for it to be two Reds is pretty cool, and they actually deserve it. You know, it's not like uh, some huge voting push for, for someone who, who doesn't deserve to be there, you know. Year in and year out, we used to see Derek Jeter get voted in, whether he deserved it or not. And that was kind of obnoxious for anyone who wasn't a Yankees fan. So, you know, it's it's cool that that Winker and Castellanos have earned it, and every other baseball fan seems to think so too, for the most part. Let's just hope that we hold off Mookie Betts, who everyone wants in the lineup for some reason. I don't know why. Why aren't why aren't we making a big deal about like two Blue Jays in the lineup? Like no one's like Vlad Guerrero Jr. deserves it. Marcus Simeon deserves it. Like, I think I Bo's know. pretty. Bo's in the final three for position too. Yeah, the, it's it's weird. Same with the Red Sox, who the Reds are trying to team up and and vote in. But you know, Devers and Bogarts are both at the top of their position, and no one no one seems to care about that. So it's it's weird. Feels like feels like picking on the Reds. So <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's exciting. I hope they get in. Is that I mean looks like they will, like we all said. Uh, so something to look forward to, at least during the All-Star weekend. Yeah, I think the last time there was two All-Stars, I don't know if it was the National League or just two in general in the outfield. I didn't like get time to look through every single one, but I looked up the one that I think I heard. I think the last one was in 2008, and it was the, the Cubs with Alfonso Soriano and Kosuke Fukudome. Wow. Um, um, I think it, it was either the last National League having two I outfielders. Hope, I hope get Soriano there. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up a three-run bomb in the first half to him to help propel him into that starting lineup. <laughs> I liked him in left field, man. He he played some yeah. awful defense. Oh, that was spectacular. That was Yonzer Alonzo level defense out there. <laughs> I'm trying to think, was it was there a year that Votto and Phillips started the same year? Was it 2012? Were they both starters that year? I don't think so. I don't think they ever started. I know they played like they came off the I think they made them together. Yeah. Votto's only started like what two? Yeah. Yeah. He's still hitless, right? He has no, he has he has a homer. He got a homer in his last all-star game. He did? Yeah. Oh, that was that was scooter Jeanette. No, Votto Homer too. Yeah, he homer too. That game. Yeah, he did. What? Yeah, the year 2018, 2017. Okay, yeah, Jeanette's was the like the game tying with like two outs in the ninth. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was fun. So I guess while Nick's looking that up, we'll go to we talked we touched on it for a second earlier. Um, you know, obviously Alejo Lopez, the new greatest phenomenon as they come up and. To Carlos's pleasure, um, Scott Heineman, who started the day before, got designated for assignment for that at bat. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace, hey Scott. Hey, man, with Naquin out and Scott Heineman getting designated, your man Shogo's getting at bats now. And he's, he's doing his slap hitting. And sometimes it works, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. But uh, with Lopez, you know, we kind of talked about how you know, everyone was like, well, this is, you know, that's the shortstop. And it's like, he hasn't played shortstop in a long time, guys. We can't just throw someone over there. And like Nick, you know, Nick and I talked about earlier in the show. Uh, but also, I think it's cool that he's getting a shot, obviously, because he, he, he hit the ball very well. But the expectations seem to be a little higher than maybe they should be. Um, Nick, I saw you kind of talking on Twitter earlier. You don't necessarily expect him to be, you know, 
is super successful hitter at the major league level. Not saying we're wishing for him not to be, but it's pretty hard to see that being the case. I'm with you on that. I don't necessarily see him being, you know, a, a 300 hitter at the major league level by any means. But uh, Matt, if you kind of, I don't know how much of a deep dive you did to Lopez during his time getting ready, but you know, do you have like a more positive angle on this maybe than we are showing as far as the ho- expectation? I, I think you guys are kind of on the money, honestly. Um, and I don't think he's going to be like a, a bad player by any means. Um, but I have seen people say like, you know, the future has arrived like with, you know, Alejo <laughs> Lopez getting called up and I'm like, what? Um, like he's, he's obviously killed in the minor leagues this year, but, uh, I don't think he's going to be like the starting, you know, second baseman, third baseman for the next, you know, five, 10 years or something like that. I, I think he'll be a, a decent bench bat. Um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of power, showed a little bit more this year in the minors, uh, more doubles power than homers power, but um, he's hit pretty much at every stop. Uh, you know, I think his only bad year was like maybe a second year of rookie ball off the top of my head, if I'm remembering right. Um, so he'll hit, he'll hit for average. Um, and he'll take his walks. So I think he can give you valuable, valuable ABs off the bench. He can fill in for, you know, Suarez and Indio when they need a day off. Um, Suarez may need a few more days off, uh, but we won't go into that. So, um, yeah, I, I think we people, will, though. We will we, talk about it at some point tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the elephant in the room. But, uh, you know, I think Lopez can, can probably hit at this level, I, but I don't think he's going to hit, you know, 350 like he has in triple a this year all right so real quick it was 2013 and phillips and Votto did start batted uh lead uh, lead off in third um 2012 phillips actually did not make the all-star team yeah that's right um, even though a certain reds uh, beat writer said he was the reds mvp that year um (laughs) um we won't name names um but uh, yeah. So yeah, on, on Lopez, like I, I think Matt, Matt's right. I mean, I think Lopez could hit close to 300 and still not be an above average hitter. I don't, it, it's really, really hard in the, the, the MLB level to hit above average without power. I kind of was doing a little bit of just, you know, casual research and there's only been like eight players like over the last decade that had like less than five home runs that had an OPS plus above 100. Um, it's just, it's really hard. And half of those guys had like double digit triples, which I don't think we're expecting Lopez to do that, especially, you know, he plays his home games at a, a triples death park, you know? Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, that's, it's, it's nothing against Lopez. I think he's for, for what he is. I think he's as good as, as you could possibly be and all the credit in the world to him, but it's just, it's hard to if you're wanting to have the best players that, that can win you games, you know, you, you, you need guys with power. And that's honestly probably why I'm, I'm not as high as on Shogo as everyone else, you know, because until he shows power, it's just it's really hard to be an above average hitter. Doesn't mean like, you know, Shogo and um, Lopez can't be, you know, great contributors on the bench. And, and they're certainly going to be better than a lot of other guys that would be your fill in guys. Um, I certainly think Lopez has the potential to be a lot better than, you know, someone like Alex Blandino was who played like 50 games earlier this year. Um, But it just, you know, being an everyday starter, it's just, it's, it's really, really, really hard. Yeah. I think we also, you know, when we talk about this and I kind of like sit there and I have these like 
you know, trying to be optimistic moments. I also have to remember that Mark Payton got quite a few bad bats for the Reds this year in very important, like high leverage situations. So uh, yeah, I'll take this. Yeah. He's, he's better than Mike Freeman. So you've yeah. already got an upgrade no matter what he does. Yeah. Mike Freeman, man. Run out to get his baseball card. Uh, another a good comment. Sorry, I keep going back to this all-star thing. Uh, Sydney Price, the last time two outfielders um, in any all-star game was 2016, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mookie Betts. So in case you were wondering and, and, and doing a deep dive on the internet, you can stop now. You now know. So yeah. <laughs> you also thanks, Sydney. <laughs> you also mentioned Phillips starting in 2013 and everyone like loving him that year because he had Votto and Chu in front of him in the lineup. Not a bad place to hit. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. terrible. It's God. weird how that works. Yeah, he was so clutch, guys. So clutch. Um, I don't know. Should we get into the Gino thing? Should we? Should we? Should we touch on this because I know it's it's a, it's it's getting louder. Why not? Everyone's depressed tonight, anyways. You might as well just just jump into it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird season. You know, I, I tweeted earlier today, you know, there's, there's literally never been a player be this unproductive of a hitter hitting this many home runs. Like it, It's never happened before. So I don't know. I mean, is, is he just the unicorn is something going to give where he either stops hitting home runs or is he gonna, you know, um, you know, start, start getting, you know, back up to, you know, production. He's like the worst version of Joey, Joey Gallo. Like he's like, a bad version of Joey Gallo where Joey Gallo is like a super low average, but he still has power and he still somehow finds a way to be an above average hitter. Like Suarez is just the bad version right now. And I don't, I don't know if he's pressing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What Gina's given like some serious Mark Reynolds vibes this year. Like that, like, you know, like that, like two, you know, 280 on base with like 27, 28 home runs, like kind of thing going. Yeah. The, the worst thing is just how, how, how um how few of walks he's taken that's that's the that's the the killer for me um i don't know matt matt you probably have some good thoughts on this yeah i completely agree i mean his his walk rate has i don't know if it's fallen in half from last year but it's it's way down and probably the lowest it's been since early in his career um and look at the numbers now yeah it's his lowest walk rate since 2016 um so that, that's killing him because, you know, even when, when a guy struggles at the plate, uh, you can still provide some value by taking the walks. Uh, you know, you still saw it a little bit with, with Jogo last year. Um, even when he wasn't hitting, he was still taking some walks, getting on base here and there. Um, but Suarez really isn't doing that either. Um, he, he's about league average, you know, with his walk rate, which, which isn't terrible. But when, when, when you're also batting 173, uh, it's not good. It's not good. And he's chasing more pitches out of the strike zone, which you don't want to see. And um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to figure out and it's, it's hard not to, to question whether the shoulder injury last year is still having lingering effects. I mean, he's, he hasn't said anything. It hasn't been reported, but um, you know, he wouldn't be the first hitter whose career was kind of thrown off track by shoulder injury. You know, we've seen it with Austin Kearns, um, back in the day so it happens i hope that he, he can figure it out because you know he's vital to this team and he's just not producing right now carlos i bring you into the conversation here because i love your pitching insight 
And I think with the things you tell us that we've learned in these conversations is always great. Uh, Matt made mention you're seeing Gino chase a lot out of the zone. Um, you know, last night in his sombrero, he I saw him strike out at a pitch really high above the strike zone. I saw him chase low and away. What are pitchers doing to him right now that are just getting him so confused? I mean, they're just throwing their strikeout pitches when it's 0-1, when it's 1-0, because he's going to swing at them because he wants to get a hit so bad. That's when, I mean, when you have guys that are struggling I and mean, you really want to throw against them because you know they're not going to take the walk because they're dying to make something happen, especially if there's somebody on base. You know, they, you know, a lot can be forgotten whenever you drive a runner in. And so that's on the back of that hitter's head. And, you know, being a pitcher who has to think a little bit more, you're kind of like, all right, well, now his zone's going to open up so I can nibble at the corners a little bit more. I can, I can stretch the strike zone up and down. Like you just, it just becomes a bigger home plate for you whenever you have a, a hitter that's struggling so bad and it's pressing so bad and, you know, swinging and missing a lot. So let's kind of go to, you know, I kind of general question because you talked a little bit about like, the start of a series, you get the scouting report for the, for the batters and the opposition, you know, I'm sure like you, you know, I know you get like heat maps and stuff like that, but I'm sure you're probably also getting, correct me if I'm wrong. Like you know, if you're faced, if you know, if you're so on the Padres and you guys are traveling to Cincinnati, you're on the plane over, you're getting something that tells you you're hitting a score as is really something right now. JC Winker is four for his last 26 before his home run yesterday. Something to that matter, right? You have that in hand to be prepared. Don't you? Yeah, it's definitely not on the plane. Plane's party time, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, before, you know, you have the packets in your, in your locker ready to go, you go over them before you go to the, the pitchers meeting. Um, and, and you talk about those sorts of things. It's got everything broken down, you know, like, you know, what is Gino doing with runners on second and less than two outs? Does he swing at the first pitch? Like what's the percentage of that? And it's right there. And if it's something super high, then, I mean, that's, as a reliever, that's in your head. All right, first pitch breaking ball, he's swinging and missing 80% of the time. What are you going to throw? I mean, and you're not going to throw it for a strike. So it's like all that information was there, I mean, 15 years ago. I mean, who knows what's, what's really there now. So I'm sure they're well aware. Yeah, like, and like everyone said, like, it just sucks. Um, just because, like, like Nick said, it's like he's been like, He's hitting homers, but everything else is kind of certainly struggling. I'm just curious your guys' thoughts because I know the argument now is not, and some of it's just like, you know, disgruntled Reds fans. We're all frustrated for sure. But um, the conversation is now coming up of a, I hate to say the word benching, but that's what, that's what, that's what a lot of people are tweeting out there. So is this just the angry Reds fans or is this something we're leaning towards? Cause I know we've all mentioned like maybe it's time for a few days off, but like, do you guys really agree that maybe it's time when Moustakas comes back with that we'll bench him? Do you see like a, maybe this is a platoon for lefties versus righties? I don't know how you see, because I know the million dollar question has always been like, how do you handle when all the bats are back and healthy? But like Nick said, like there's been so many injuries that we just haven't had that. So how do you handle this Suarez thing going forward for the rest of the season? I mean, it kind of depends on when Moose is coming back. I mean, is there even a timetable? That's table a big one, here? yeah. I mean, he's on the 60 day last I remember. And like he had a rehab stint. And it ended early. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Um, luckily, the All-Star break's coming up. So, that's going to help. Um, other than giving him a couple of days, I don't think they can really – I mean, they can't really afford, you know, to miss that home run opportunity there. Because, I mean, if you put Lopez there, I mean, he's going to play good defense and get you a couple of singles here and there. But, 
you know, the, the Reds kind of rely on that home run ball a lot. So um, I just don't see there, unless Moose comes back relatively quickly after the all-star break. I mean, I think he's just going to keep getting his, his ABs and his starts at third base. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if Moustakis was back, it's a much different conversation, but there's not a team in baseball that would play Lopez over Suarez. You can say whatever you want. No one would do that um, as much as people might want it. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with them. Maybe, you know, giving Lopez one or two starts a week, maybe to try to give him some extra days off to, to relax, whatever, you know, I'm fine with that. But yeah, if Moustakis came back tomorrow, it's a much different conversation. I mean, um, you know, you might have to be looking at, at a platoon role for a while, although Suarez hasn't hit left-handed pitching this year either, but over the course of his career, he's been significantly better against left-handed pitching. So, you know, maybe where, where Moustakis and Votto each split time off against lefties and Suarez only plays against, you know, left-handed batters for a while. I don't know, but again, the problem's probably not going to be there because it's going to be more injuries to, to, to one of these guys at some point. And um, I mean, it's good to have depth. I don't know if our, the depth right now is feels as great as it is, but you know, it is good to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys pretty much cover it. Um, I could see maybe benching Suarez for a couple games, kind of like Votto last year, let him recalibrate tweaks and things, but I, I don't know. Votto's a different beast. Votto, Votto's amazing. Uh, he can make those adjustments on the fly. We've seen him do it time and time again. Um, but Suarez has struggled for, for a long time now. Um, you know, Votto's struggles last year were for just a month um, in the short season. So maybe that was due to kind of correct itself anyway in, in the last half of that season. But, you know, we're going on three months now of, Suarez really not figuring it out aside from the occasional homer. So, so I don't know. I don't know if, if sitting him for a few days would, would do anything or not, but um, you know, with, with Lopez around, it gives you at least an option. Uh, you weren't going to bench, uh, you know, Suarez and play Mike Freeman every day. Uh, I, I, I don't even think I would watch the game if that happened. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you just got to ride it out. And then when Moustakis comes back, um, assuming everyone else is healthy, which is a big assumption that I probably shouldn't make, um, you know, deal with it then. But Suarez isn't going to get benched permanently, much to the chagrin of a lot of my Twitter followers. <laughs> it, yeah. it's, just, it's just, it's so weird because like everyone's like, man, he's just striking out so much, but he's really not striking out that much more than he was in, in 2019 we're talking 28.5 versus 30.9 I mean, that's not this massive like like difference in strikeouts it's just it, it's a lot of bad contact you know maybe some bad luck sprinkled in whenever a player is this bad I think it's a combination of a lot of things it's not just simply they've been completely awful it's they they're swinging at bad pitches they're making bad contact when they do make the bad contact, it's bad luck. I think it's just it's just a cluster of everything going wrong, and um, it's just it's so weird. I, I don't know if last season was a fluke, but last season was his highest walk rate since 2017. Like we're talking 13 percent versus 8.8 this year. That's a that's a big difference. So 
I don't know. I mean, you know, I know everyone hated 2020 Suarez, but man, I would sign me up for 2020 Suarez right now. I mean, that was at least an above average hitter um, um, in a, in a weird way, not the way you would expect him to be, but he's still, you know, produced. What was he batting last year? Four hole? He was kind of all over the place. I think they had him as low as like six um, um, at some points. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, it was, it was, it was kind of, I don't think he batted lower than six. I think I, I looked it up earlier. Yeah. I mean, that probably has quite a bit to do with it as well, you know, cause he doesn't have anybody behind him right now. So pitchers are just going right at him last year. You know, if he's batting fourth and, you know, they had moose behind him or, or, you know, they were, they were a little bit deeper last year. So that might have a little bit to play into it as well. Why that walks might be higher last year than what they are now. Uh, it was, he, he, he better clean up 45 times. So that out of a 60 game season, he was yeah. mostly, mostly clean up. And I think they moved him down to sixth when he was struggling for a while, but most of it was clean up. Yeah. yeah and that, that, that's a good point that I had considered Carlos. Um, it's just, who's was batting behind him. Uh, I mean, there's a pretty big difference between Mike Moustakis and Kyle Farmer. So <laughs> I'm sure that plays a role too. Yeah. Let's talk about some fun things, right? We've already gone through this whole thing. I think we're just kind of bummed because it's, you know, the Reds against the NL West has been well-documented. It's the only thing they struggle against, apparently. Um, Joe Lockup put that tweet out today that um, against the – so against the National League West, the Reds are 9-19. and 19. That inclu- You know, but against everyone else, they're 30-20. and 20. They almost average a full run more per game than they do against the NL West, and they average giving up two less runs a game versus the NL West. So – we're going to talk about, because after this, you know, you get a little NL West break. Hallelujah. Um, so let's talk about some good things, guys. And Carlos, I'm going to bring you in back into the conversation because I got to ask you, Amir Garrett, is he kind of back or is he way back now? Um, in between those two? Okay, so he's just back. Yeah, he's back. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's – like feeling 100% confident whenever he's whenever he starts that inning everybody's kind of like oh let's see he's been throwing well but still kind of like but I mean he's been great he's above Doolittle on the depth chart that's for sure yes so am I (laughs) (laughs) love you Sean (laughs) I mean yeah so I think, you know, he's been great. He's been awesome. Um, you know, you saw some big outs, obviously, in that Braves series. Um, I looked at the four games, and Freddie Freeman only was just incredible for the first game. So, yes, I did jinx You're that. You're not allowed to speak Freddie Freeman the rest of the year. <laughs> Gosh, why? Just why would you do that? I don't know, man. I was feeling, I was feeling saucy. <sighs> saucy yeah. with not MVPs, like <laughs> anyone else. Like, Let alone reigning MVPs. Yeah, like <laughs> – yeah, but yeah, I think Amir's looked really great. It's been exciting to see. Um, obviously, Luis has been fantastic again. I think the panic is kind of finally going away there. Um, you know, Nick has been pretty well documenting about, um, I think my Matt Latest comparison, my 2012 Latest comparison is looking yeah. better and yeah. better, better and better by the start. So, um, yeah, I love how anytime I mention Latest, like we all don't like him, obviously, but Carlos just gets this like chagrin of like, hmm. <laughs> What a guy, right? Different Latos than you guys do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, you know, that turned into Anthony DiSclefani, and, you know, we know where that went from there. But that was good. It was good for the, for a few years there. 
Um, the Reds hit on all their like not great players that they traded. Um, yeah, just like, didn't hit on any of the like like Cueto got you know nothing back. Um, but man, like you know, Discofani and you got Castillo for for Straley and like that's the all timer. Uh, that is the like um, Suarez Willie- for Simon. You know, yeah. like I mean, this- those are um those are Willie Mo Pena for Bronson Arroyo esque. Yeah. Like, what did uh what did Discofani get this year? Is it a one year deal? One year, one year six million. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Him and Iggy, oof. Nine yeah, starts, right nine starts in uh, 2020 cost him like, I don't know what, uh, Matt, you might have a better, like, was he probably like close to like a 15 million AAV? Is that high? Like, like if, 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 if he had been a free agent at the end of 2019. Yeah, that might be a little high, but I mean, he was probably going to make between 10 and 15. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those nine not great starts really, really cost him some money. Yeah, man, he would uh, he would look good right now, you know. Yeah, he would. We would we wouldn't necessarily be freaking him out about Vlad Gutierrez and Tony Santion right now. Tell you what, yeah, guys, Jeff Hoffman's coming back. Let's. <laughs> Why does everybody okay. keep saying that? <laughs> He's going to the bullpen, right? I don't know. I don't know. Oops, oh, I... what a bad time for Vlad to have a, a rough night like, with <laughs> Jeff Hoffman looming, like. I mean, they oh. said Lorenzen was going, coming back, and he's going to the bullpen. So why wouldn't they say that that he is? I don't know. True. True. Hoffman also went from two innings in his first rehab start to four innings in his last. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Sonny's going to be back on Friday. That's good news, guys. You know, against this Cubs team, who we're starting to see is really coming back down to earth. Are they sellers again, though? Are we going to? Are we? Are we playing the the switch with the Cubs? You know, that seems to be like every other day, depending who you talk to. It, it, it depends how are the Reds doing this year. Like, that's what I I, I want to know what I should root for. Like, because if, if the Reds aren't going anywhere, like I want to root for the Cubs because I want them to have to keep all their pieces and, you know, get stuck with them. And because and, I don't I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll flame out <laughs> yeah, unless agree. they make unless they make a, a trade for someone like you Darvish at the deadline. Um <laughs> You know, I don't, he's I don't busy see, right now, Nick. He's I, don't, busy. I don't see them, uh, you know, coming, coming out of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know if the Reds are going to hang in it, man, I'd, I'd love for them to sell. I mean, that's a, another, it'd be another pretty weak opponent. You would, you know, be, be blank. Do you imagine that pitching rotation with a, a weak lineup? If you, you know, ship off Bryant and Contreras. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jock Peterson's there, man. You know. Wow how 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 uh how bad does um does uh, uh letting uh, Kyle Kyle Schwarber walk away right? for for Jock Peterson? Like, I mean, you know, we hate on the Reds, but man, the Cubs. Yeah, we're not like, alone here. They like, gave away. I mean, you know, I couldn't imagine what Reds country would be like right now. <laughs> I mean. They have a lot more, you know, financial capabilities of the Reds. They gave away you Darvish, and they they gave away let Kyle Schwarber walk out. Man, they, uh, yeah, I mean they're they're just lucky they've they've really overachieved this first half, or, or they would I think really be, you know, feeling the, the wrath of Chicago. I don't, Matt, do you hear anything there? Are you kind of are you dialed in yet to the Chicago sports talk? I'm not too dialed in yet. Um, <laughs> 
but their pitching is terrible. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no way that's going to hold up. Uh, you could see it at the beginning of the season, looking at their, their starting rotation. They're not good. Um, yeah. Unless they go out <laughs> and reacquire you Darvish. I mean, they're, I, I think they're going to collapse in the second half. They're already starting to. So. Yeah. And like Nick said, like, it's not like, you know, we, we got to go back a couple of years, but like, it's not like the reds are the only ones in this division. Like I understand the Cardinals got Nolan Arenado, but don't you think right now they could really use Randy Arizona or Arizona? I always get his last name wrong for Tampa Bay. Um, Rosarena. Rosa Rosarena. Yeah. Like, don't you think he would look for, like the Cardinals could really use him right now? I, I do not think it, he would look good in a Cardinals uniform, Tim. You don't I think do so? not. I do not. <laughs> I, I agree. Disagree. I agree. But like, I, I love that he's not there, but like my point is that the reds just keep, you know, they're not the only ones who are like, Letting things go for nothing, um, you know, like Matthew Levitor. I noticed by your guys' faces, you don't know who I'm talking about. He, so he's pitching for Team USA. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's one of their top prospects, at least. He's he's I think he's he's one of the top prospects in baseball, but you still like uh, you would have Randy Reza right now, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to make the point that they're not alone. I guess I won't make points anymore because when I say shit, bad things happen to the Reds. Why the Brewers are, are the only team that that's that that I feel like has done well with with their their moves lately. I mean, the Cardinals literally. I mean, if they wouldn't have went and got Arenado, I mean, that team would be really bad. I mean, like like it's not Arenado's performing. You know, that they're they're a very very flawed team. Um, yeah, and the Brewers, they're just they just completely went all in on defense and pitching, and it's held up for them so far. You know. I don't know if, if, if the Reds could just get into second, you know, even if they're a, a lot, you know, six, seven, eight games back, man, if there's only one team ahead of you, you, you never know what's going to happen in the second half. And the Reds have a ton of games against the Brewers. And um, I don't know. I don't feel still. like the Brewers margin of error is, is, is that high, you know, if, you know, in- does Adamus have a chance to make the all-star team? Or has it been too little? If it's only his NL numbers, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like every time I see their update, he's doing something. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, ooh, that's that's a hard one. That's a yeah. And yeah, well, he, question I asked earlier: why why isn't Hunter Green in the futures game? Yeah, I gonna, haven't figured that out yet. Because he's going to be on the the Reds before then. Can't can't be in the major leagues and pitch in the futures game. Come on. <laughs> well, they gave the the catcher for the for uh, the Padres. He got the nod, and he's in the big leagues right now. Is he in the big leagues right now? I think so. Right. Is that the same guy? I can't imagine they selected someone actively on the big league roster. Give I know there, was, there was someone on there, there the uh, the guy from Seattle, Jared uh, Elenick. Yeah, he was he's on there, but he he came up and he got sent down. Yeah, he was. But I feel like that's really weird. Could you imagine like getting called up to the big league, struggling futures game? Like I feel like that would be kind of a weird vibe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I did look up earlier, Carlos. I was wrong. People can play in multiple futures games. It's not a one-time only invite thing. So, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I thought Joey played in two. Yeah, I think he did. Did he get a futures game MVP? I thought he did. No, he got an MVP. But him and Bruce had a, a great game in San Francisco. Uh, That's it's what on, it was. It's up on YouTube. It's a it's really awesome watch. If you ever, you know. Yeah, my one of my Vado rookie cards, he's in his futures game jersey. So it's the tops debut one. So it's not the school ones. Yeah, it's just it's so cool too because like on that broadcast, they they really like talk about 
you know, how great these players are. And, you know, they turn out to be Joey Votto and Jay Bruce. It's just yeah. it's really cool to watch back. Pretty awesome guys. If you're having a really bad Reds day. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> good, good pick me up. Yeah. So, well, yeah, but I mean, kind of furthering that Nick Lodolo gets selected for the futures game, which apparently he's not too far away from Louisville. If you're kind of reading the, the tea leaves, I don't, we, we don't have Doug Gray here to confirm that. Uh, Matt, have you heard anything additional on that by chance? Uh, I'm not as well connected as Doug, so no, but I would <laughs> I'd have to imagine he's uh, he's close. Yeah, so, and I guess uh, Austin Hendricks recently, like, he made his pro debut recently. He had a homer in his first game, so maybe the prospect thing's looking up, guys. Barreros and Louisville, maybe this isn't good too bad, you know? We, maybe we got some bright bright spots to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're very, I don't know, I don't know if top-heavy is the right word, but... Um, and there's there's five or six guys who could turn into something legit, and then you have you know Hunter Green who could turn into a legit superstar. Uh, so they've got they've got some players there. There's some some hope um, offensively. I don't I don't know I don't know if you have quite as much uh, potential there. I think you know Barrero is, could definitely be an above average shortstop, um, but you know looking down the line, you you want to try to look ahead and see like you know. Who's your next, you know, Joey Votto? Um, there's really not that guy. Um, there's not a lot of Joey Votto's, of course, but um, yeah, position player-wise, I think they're a little, <coughs> a little, uh, a little weak, at least at the top of the system. Um, you know, get a little further down, you get to Hendrick and Reese Hines, Tyler Callahan, guys like that, but they're several years off. So, yeah, so. Uh, I'm kind of looking ahead. So the schedule while before, before we get back together next week, uh, actually, weirdly enough, next week is the last week before the all-star break. Um, so we kind of hang out. Yeah. It, came, it did come pretty fast. Uh, so obviously tomorrow they finish with the Padres in the seven ten game where David Weathers son, Ryan Weathers is pitching against the Reds. That's pretty cool. Um, and then three games set with the Cubs and then they go to Kansas city to play in Kaufman, which one of my favorite stadiums. I've never been there. I have to go there. It's be- it's beautiful on TV. A four game set with the Brewers for the All Star break. So, you know the Brewers. I mean, for those who haven't don't know a whole lot about the Brewer- the Royals, um, they are rough. Yeah, they're pretty rough. Uh, they're thirteen games out of the first. They're they've won two of their last eight, and they're on a seven game losing streak. So, you got to feel good about that. Not to kind of jinx anything, because like I do for some reason the Tim Daniel curse. Um, but I feel pretty optimistic about getting a couple wins in Kansas City. And they were in first place in the Central for like a good chunk of April. And then they lost they like were. 10 games in a row. So, you know. Yeah, they're playing the um, they're playing the service time game with Bobby Witt from what I understand. So. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So there's, there's not, not a lot of reason to watch the Royals right now. Unless you really like Salvador Perez, which I love Salvador Perez, but I don't think I'm going to turn on a Royals game just for him. No, no. Maybe if Jorge Soler was hitting at all this year, you could go see him hit some bombs, but that's about it. I'm with you. Um, guys, anything we want to touch on before we roll this out? Anything I missed that we should, we should touch base on before we close? Just uh, hope uh... – Hope Votto can hit a, a grand slam tomorrow off of uh, Stormy's kid. Um, I feel like that would 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 be the the atonement for the Pujols grand slam. You know, kind of coming back <laughs> full circle. Uh, 
like 12 years later, 13 years later. I keep looking at the fact that like since Pujols is playing for the Dodgers, I'm like, oh god, they gotta go. They gotta go GABP in September. I was like, tell me in his like farewell tour, he's not gonna have one last like gleaming moment a GABP before he like hangs it up. I was like, I can't, I can't have this, folks. I can't have it. I get tormented us, you know. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, before we go out, get out of here. For those of you who are catching us on the podcast and not live here on YouTube. Uh, first off, obviously, I want to say thank you for t- tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, we are finally, it is official after all the work that Nick and I have been putting in for this. We are officially on Apple Podcasts. We figured it out somehow. It was, I've been podcasting for 13 years. It's been easy to put every other show on this one for some reason. They changed everything in my time frame. So we are on Apple Pods if you want to tune in, if you just want to subscribe there. We would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate some reviews. That's the way that the algorithm works on Apple. The more reviews, the more attention. So if you guys have a few minutes, want to give us a nice five-star review on there, that would mean the world to us. Uh, Matt, before we close out, obviously, we're so happy you joined us, and thank you for taking some time to talk with us. Uh, But before we do get out of here, please take a moment to shout out your social media, where your work can be found, anything you want to by any means, man. The floor is yours. Cool. Uh, so if you want to follow me on Twitter for whatever reason, uh, handle is underscore Matt Wilkes. Uh, it's E-S. A lot of people will try to spell it W-I-L-K-S. Got to throw the E in there. Uh, yeah, you can find all my work at Reds Content Plus. Uh, we've got a lot of great writers over there, uh, you know, cranking out stuff every week. So go check that out. Uh, my buddy Steve Mancuso and I have also started a morning newsletter. Um, that runs every morning except Sunday. Uh, and yeah, so we were, we we're just breaking down, you know, Reds news, pitching matchups, uh, you know, a quick recap from the night before, uh, you know, we go into like a, a stat of the day. So it's uh, just five bucks a month, just runs through the end of the season. Um, so it's like 15 bucks for the rest of the season. So uh, yeah, if you want to subscribe, we would really appreciate it. You can also just become a, a free member and get the first few issues for free. Try us out. Um, if you like us, you can, uh, become a full-time member. So that's all I got. Nice, man. Well, it's awesome stuff. So yeah, everyone check out the newsletter, check out Reds content plus, and yeah, Nick, Carlos and I will be here every Wednesday cheering these out for you. So if you can't make it, like we said, Apple Stitcher, Spotify, we're everywhere now we're getting out. We're, we're, we're expanding in the podcast world. So thank you all for all your support. It's been awesome to have people in the chat each and every week. In Sydney, we did see your thing. We can maybe work something out about having new podcast next week. Thank you all again. Have a great night and go Reds. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube